Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Vagley here, and welcome to another episode of the MBA podcast. And I have, as always, Ash Placedead, the bearded yoga with me. How are you? <laughs> I don't mind that description, James. Thank you very much. I am excellent today. How are you? I'm really good. And you know, you can never remove the beard now that I've referred to you as the bearded Yoda because then you won't be Yoda or bearded. Well, the good news is I have no intention of removing it. So perfect. <laughs> good to hear. Good to hear. So listeners, uh, very interesting episode and discussion today. Stop overcomplicating your mortgage business. We have been coaching mortgage professionals, businesses for decades. And the amount of overcomplication we see is just ridiculous. Um, you know, where we want to land at the end of this episode is to essentially share that success is simple, but it's human nature to overcomplicate things. And we see it every single day. And Ash, we can give a number of examples what we mean by overcomplicating. It can be, uh, you know, there might, and we may have listeners like this where, yes, they're a mortgage broker, but they also have three other businesses. Or it's a mortgage broker that has 50 referral partners and they've decided to hire all this team and complex systems way ahead of what they actually need to do. Um, let's dive in, I guess, first to what we mean by overcomplicating it, what brokers are doing, what we see every day, and why this is actually happening. Yeah, this one's really close to home to me, James. Um, it's a journey that, you know, that applied to me very strongly uh, in the early days. And it's still something that probably I still have to um, not fight, but, but, but sort of combat on a regular basis. And the place that I'd probably like to start with this is maybe to pose the question to our listeners, you know, that out of, say, the last 10 or 20 people that you've run into that, um, you know, either have a job or they work for themselves, and you've asked them, as you do, normal conversational opener is, you know, uh, what have you been up to? How's business? Or how's life? Now, out of those 10 or 20 people, how many of them have replied, oh, yeah, really busy, lots going on? It's human nature to feel like we need to be busy. It's human nature to attach our worth and value to our level of productivity, which we naturally connect to our level of busyness. So this is often where overcomplication comes from because that sort of mindset feeds through to the need to be always doing something, always solving something, always adding something to your business. Um, and of course, this industry is very hard, uh, heavily marketed too. So it's very easy to end up with a very complicated mortgage business that's disconnected at some point from what you're actually trying to achieve. 
Um, it's amazing how often I see that happening, James. I'm sure you know. I'm sure you do too. That mortgage brokers, when you ask them their business structure, it takes them three pages to describe it, and it still doesn't make sense. Right? It's like, why are you overcomplicating things? So you know, what, what's the old proverb that uh, goes? You know, the answer is simple but not easy, and that's my belief. A successful mortgage business should be simple to explain and simple to understand, but it's not easy to achieve. Ooh, like yeah. there's, there, there's work in, like this is where I don't want people to get confused. Just because we're saying it's simple, which is the antidote to complexity, right? So that's the, that's the um, you know, the, the diametrically or the 180 degree opposite is simplicity. But simplicity is surprisingly complex in its achievement. So talk about a paradox, right? It is. <laughs> this episode well, is, you know, com about complication. And I'm saying to reach simplicity, there is some complexity to get there. Well, yeah. Isn't that the quote, the Leonardo da Vinci quote? Uh, I think it's him that says simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And that points to the fact that it's not easy. And there's another, um, there's another marketing quote that I love that I heard years ago. And it says, oh, I'm sorry for sending such a long letter. I didn't have time to write you a short one. <laughs> I and love that. <laughs> if our listeners think about what that means, sorry for sending you such a long letter. I didn't have time to write a short one. If you think about what that means, it speaks to this episode 100% because it's far easier when you're not sure of where you're going or how to do it to just do lots of things. And that's what we are seeing mortgage brokers do, overcomplicating by bolting and adding dozens and dozens and dozens of things and strategies and techniques into their business in a hope that it's going to help move them forward. Same as writing a letter. It's actually very easy to blurt out, to spew out thousands of words onto the page that are meaningless and don't get you anywhere and that would be a boring letter to read rather than craft a very short poem, for example, or a very succinct card. And I think that's what Leonardo was going for when he says that, well, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication because it's incredibly difficult to build a simple business. It's funny, isn't it? You mm. would think it's the opposite, but it's not. Well, this is this is why guidance and, and, and I guess, coaching are such an important piece of the puzzle. Um, and it's one of the foundational reasons why we do what we do, of course, James, is from a personal level, we've both lived through the complexity and simplicity journey. I know I certainly have. I'm a, I'm a little bit older than you, obviously. I won't say how much older, but... You know, if viewers could see me with my silver beard, they'd probably figure it out. I'm a little bit older than you. So I, I have been through the complexity to simplicity journey. And I've also had lots of brokers that have worked for me, lots of brokers I, I, I've worked with. And obviously now we're, we're professional coaches. And the theme is 100% always the same. And that is in order to achieve simplicity, there is some complexity in working your way through a process. But so the key here is to understand where you're trying to land. And I would say that to listeners is the key step forward here is to work out where you want to get to. What does the world look like that you want to live in? When I just say world, I don't mean the whole world. I mean your world, your business, your life, 
your community. What does that want to, what do you want that to look like? What does that vision look like compared to where you are now? Now, there is some complexity as far as working out what you need to do and good coaching and guidance and mentoring and advice can help you figure that out. But you should always be trending or working towards simplicity. So you should always be trending or working towards simplicity, okay? But it's very difficult to do that if you're not too sure what simplicity looks like. Exactly. And we actually do this. I was just thinking we do this, we cover this as a key component in our $100 million blueprint workshop. And we talk right at the start about the blueprint and how there is a whole world out there in terms of goals and strategies and options and things you can do and you can easily get overwhelmed and overcomplicate things by just doing all of those things. But the solution to simplifying is to, like we talk about in lots of these episodes, Ash, is to work out what you want, have a goal, and reverse engineer that into a simple plan that will get you to that goal, stripping any superfluous stuff away that doesn't actually help your business go in that direction. So I love what you said. I mean, it makes sense. People are overcomplicating because A, it's human nature to do so, and B, it's the default when we don't have a plan or we're not sure. And that's where shiny object syndrome comes in, which we have another episode about. And lots of these things are connected and the consistent theme and solution is simplify. Work out what you want and what's the minimum viable product, number of strategies, number of team to actually get you there without, Mm. you know, if there are 50 things you could do, but five of them will get you to your goal the fastest possible way, then why would you try the other 45? Oh, hell yeah. And I'm sure people are listening to this right now, James. I hope they are. I'm going, you know what? Yes, you're right. But psychologically, it takes a mindset shift away from feeling as though being successful and getting what you want should be complex because you've spoken about this in previous episodes james and just you know sort of reflecting on that you know the culture that we're brought up in you know the world that we're brought up in you know what ultimately ends up happening is a lot of our self-worth gets attached to being busy gets attached to being able to figure things out gets attached to um you know being on top of everything so that that so easily feeds through to how i see a lot of mortgage brokers building their business they feel as though it should have a lot of moving parts it should be this complex machine that looks really really cool in a diagrammatic you know here's an arrow that feeds to this and feeds to this and does this and all of those moving parts can be very very complex one of the lessons that i got taught early on that was sort of a pivotal moment for me I've spoken about this um, many times and I'll reference it again. And that was the sort of the lesson that, uh, you know, John Simon passed on to me, you know, for listeners from overseas, John Simon was, you know, sort of the, one of the forefathers of the mortgage broking industry back in the early to mid nineties that took on the banks and sort of won and built a very, very highly successful, profitable business that, you know, he ultimately exited out of for hundreds of millions of dollars. But I remember him saying to me, you know, the, you know, the, and he sort of gave 
gave uh, Kitty out of the bag is the, the key from the key for him was to let the world believe that what he had created was really complex, whereas the truth was it was really, really simple. And, and he goes, you know, the proof of that is that he spent 30% of his time just thinking to himself, you know, he built the business with a really simple structure, but the outside world thought it must be really complex because it's solving this complex problem. And I think this is one of the things that we see in life a lot, James, and that whether it's, whether it's an invention that fixes, you know, um, you know, delivering food to someone's house, it's pretty obvious, right? Uber. You know, order something, someone picks it up and drops it to your house. It's a it's a bleedingly obvious and simple solution. Well, why didn't someone think of it before? You know, so nearly always solutions to complex problems are really, really simple. And everyone goes, that's obvious. I could have thought of that. <laughs> you know? well, yeah, right? it's, so uh... it's, it's the same with mortgage businesses. The answer is actually really, really simple. So I would sort of challenge all of our listeners to ask themselves is, you know, why do they not have a really, really simple mortgage business right now? Well, exactly. I was gonna I was gonna just say that everything's simple in hindsight. Uh selling bottled water, asking somebody 30 years ago. Or 40 years ago, um, and we don't know when people will be listening to this podcast, so I guess we can say when I was growing up um, in the 1980s, 1990s, you, you wouldn't go and buy a bottle of water. It just wasn't a thing. Whereas somebody eventually went, let's bottle something you can get for free in the tap and charge them a, more money than an actual real drink. And now that's a multi, multi, multi billion dollar industry. Uh, somebody also decided to take a head of lettuce and chop it up and put it in a bag and charge 10 times for that exact same thing. Now, Ash, I don't know about you, but chopping lettuce is pretty easy. Uh, mm. But somebody's decided to make that a product. And now again, we can see it on every supermarket shelf, pre, pre-chopped pre up lettuce and other vegetable sticks and things like that. But it's so simple. Why did no one think of it? Well, this is exactly the point. And, you know, for, for mortgage professionals, listen to this. You know, think about how you can build your business to look like that. You know, like it should be really, really simple. Yes, there will be some complexity to fixing problems. And that's where, that's what we do as coaches. And I'm sure there's other coaches that do that as well. But you should be able to describe your production process in half a page. I sort of think, James, you know, I, I hopefully this is useful for listeners to hear, but I really think, you know, a, a successful mortgage business is only made up of three parts on the production line or the conveyor belt. It's, it's your front end um, marketing and lead generation um, process, you know, how you find prospects and how you bring them into your business and how you convert them into strategy sessions. Then there's the middle bit, which is how you then convert a strategy session into a loan and take it through to settlement. That's the processing of a loan. And then there's everything that happens post-settlement, which is the customer relationship and the health checks and the maintenance and admin. It's really those three parts. It's this part, bringing business in, this part, uh, processing the business, and this part. If people could see me, I'm actually moving my hands into three places there, listeners. And the third part is you know, how you maintain the relationship with the client once the, the loan has settled. Because that's the business that we're in, finding customers that have a need, solving their need, and then looking after them. You know, so really start with that 
that's what I would ask anybody listening, challenge you is draw three boxes on a piece of paper and in each of the three boxes, start to describe your system for that part of the business. That's and a really good idea. Great place to start. It is. Um, and I guess we can also challenge our listeners to adopt that mindset ongoing. And whenever you are faced with a decision or an opportunity or a challenge or something in your business, you let's challenge our listeners to stop for just a minute and ask yourself, is this going to make my business go faster or is this just another good idea? Um, you know, there's a lot of talk in the lead generation and, and sales industries about, well, you probably don't need any more leads. You probably just need to work the leads you've got better. It's a little bit like that in business too. You've most probably got the nuts and bolts of a perfectly good mortgage business that's working. Well, instead of doing a hundred things poorly, just do one, two or three things really well. So as you said, Ash, there's three bits. You need a way of getting people in the door. Well, what's the one, two, or at most three ways that you can consistently and predictably get people in the door? You don't need a hundred, you need one or two. And then a consistent, predictable way of talking to them and converting them into a loan. You know, we don't need a hundred sales scripts. We need one that works. And then we just need some support and staff and some systems to make sure that when we push more numbers through that, it doesn't break. It sounds so simple, but there's years of complexity to get to that simple outcome. And I think, I mean, that's why we do what we do. That's why um, coaching is a thing because we talked about this right at the start. It's the default. It's human nature to overcomplicate, to be attracted to shiny objects and to get lost. And mm -hmm. if you don't have someone in your corner, an external third party, whether that's a mentor or a coach or somebody else, business partner, somebody that's external to your business to tell you what to do and to tell you you're overcomplicating things or no, you shouldn't mm -hmm. do that, then it's very easy to get lost. Oh, absolutely. And look, you know, of course, this is what we do, James. And in my, in my personal opinion is, yes, listeners, you can go away and figure this out on your own. And look, I encourage you to work on this. But my, you know, strong recommendation is, is to find people, us or people like us, who can shorten and accelerate the process. Right? That's really what good coaching should do. Good guidance, good coaching, good mentoring should not necessarily tell you things you haven't heard before, but to shorten the filling of the gap or the closing of the gap between where you are and where you want to be. Um, you know, the old, maybe the last thing I'll say on this, James, before we wrap around it being simple but not easy, it's the old Picasso, you know, story about, you know, when Picasso, the painter, was asked by a lady on the street, you know, in Spain, you know, oh, can you paint a portrait of me? And he said, yep, that'll be 30 grand, please and took him like you know 20 minutes and she said you can't possibly charge me 30 grand for 20 minutes work and he said it's taking me 30 years to get that good to make it look that simple right so you know there is some time and effort that goes into understanding how to make it really simple and, and you know and that's what you know it should be for any of you guys looking for a solution to this is 
don't look for complexity. Look for ways to make things really simple. And hopefully whoever you get to help you has got the track record, you know, like Picasso, that, you know, <laughs> it's taken me a long time to learn how to make this really simple. Exactly. So that's a great place to probably end on, you know, to get rid of complications and stop overcomplicating your mortgage business. It's about have a plan, be direct and know what you want and go for that and stop making things more difficult than they need to be and copy someone that's already done it and has figured it out. So uh, we should probably leave it there, Ash. We could talk about this for weeks as we love these topics. But when it comes to, at the risk of overcomplicating this episode, let's just leave it there and simplify it, hey? <laughs> I love what you said. Find somebody who's already figured it out and copy them. Love it. Sounds good. I uh, can't wait to the next episode. Listeners, hope you've enjoyed this uh, conversation and plenty more where this has come from. Be great to hear from you in the comments. Love you to rate and comment the podcast and get in touch with us and join one of our workshops. Learn more from us. But uh, until next time, Ash, take care. Over and out. See you next time, James. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.